Welcome to Make Money Count, the podcast by Connect Home Financing. Be sure to visit makemoneycount.com to find all of our old episodes. Be sure to rate, comment, and review on all of your favorite podcast platforms. If you want to send us a question, please send us a question to hello at connect.ca. That's connect with an A. If you're not already a subscriber, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Thank you once again for listening to Make Money Count. And now your hosts, Marcus Averis and Justin Turner. Hey guys, it's another beautiful week in the city and I am here without my, my friend Marcus. But not to I'm fear. over here, man. But not to fear because Marcus is, is, uh, is, is here with us uh, via video link and in spirit. How's it going, Marcus? I'm right here, buddy. How are it's you? It's going good. How are you? Good, 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 good. good. How is, how's the day over there? The day's almost done here. Uh, the day is winding down here as well, but not really. Uh, winding down as in it's getting cooler and darker sooner. So I know that, you know, Labor Day mm-hmm. is approaching. Labor Day is approaching. Yeah. But um, uh, sucks. It does suck. It does suck. But that's okay because that just means winter and it means next summer is going to be great as well. So so that's all that you need to look forward to. Um, You're always so positive. I do. I am positive. I am positive. It's all about the PMA, bro. Um, so today we're going to talk about a couple things. Positive gonna, mental attitude. Positive mental attitude. Yeah. Got the PMA. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about TD's recent report about home prices. We're going to talk about uh, something called the Jackson Point. Marcus can tell us more about it. But let's start with just Jackson Jackson Hole. Jackson, Jackson Hole. Hole. Jackson Hole. But why don't you tell us about yeah. what's going on in the market these days? Like, how are we looking? How are we looking? Mar- so I th- as we're talking, the market is down. It started it, like the market was trending up today. It's heading back down right now. I think some of the negative sentiment is starting to creep into the market. Mm -hmm. Um, We've spoken about this before. The the Federal Reserve and the central banks around the world are telegraphing to us that there is going to be pain from higher interest rates. Jackson Hole, as you know it, Jackson Point. Yes, yeah was when Powell, uh, Jay Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, kind of came out and really wanted to make sure that he, you know, rubbed the market's faces in the fact that there is going to be pain. And since then, other governors of the Federal Reserve have come out and said, expect that there will be pain from a period of increasing interest rates. So I think that, and again, like some of this may be what they call Fed speak, right? Like uh, we've spoken about this in the past also where uh, the the central bank uses its opportunities to speak to the general public as a way to influence the market, right? Like if I come out and say, hey, I'm going to increase interest rates by 1%, well, then the market's going to react to that. And the idea is that people will kind of curb their borrowing, people and companies will curb their borrowing, 
and it will produce some of the effect of actually, you know, some of the effect that the interest rate hike would have um, created without actually having to perform the rate hike. Although in this case, I I don't believe that's the case. Um, What I believe is happening is that the Federal Reserve saw how the markets kind of started ticking up over the last couple of weeks. Um, You know, the S&P was well above 4,000 and it, it was as if, you know, like this inflation crisis is no longer happening. And I think that the federal reserve wants to remind everybody that, Hey, listen, like there's still a serious kind of systemic problem in the economy that we're going to have to address. Yeah. Don't get too excited. Um, Yeah. So that whole kind of like, if I was going to summarize what happened so far, what's happening is, um, the market is responding to the federal reserve and its attempts to clearly show the market that, hey, we are going into a period of higher interest rates. Um, and it hasn't stopped yet. Like Bank of Canada, September 7th, next interest rate announcement, it is priced in almost, it's a 75% probability that we're going to see a 75 basis point hike from the Bank of Canada on September the 7th. That's terrible. Terrible. And then another 50 basis points is expected before the end of the year. So like December uh, meeting, just before the December meeting or maybe on the December meeting. And then do you think we're at the tippy top of the mountain or what? The, The problem is, is that inflation is so scary for central bankers and for politicians and for kind of people that want to hold keep control of the of of the economy because it is such a tax right like if you think about the things that are increasing in price it's it's items that people who are on fixed incomes really really need Right. Like if if the price of food increases for you, who maybe I mean, this is a bad example because you probably spend a lot of money on food Uh, (laughs) for a normal. (laughs) I do. If the if the price of food increases for someone who makes a very good amount of money on an annual basis, it's not. It's not that pronounced of an effect on them, but if you're on a fixed income and you you don't make a lot of money it's very likely that a greater percentage of your income already goes to paying for food right so when food prices increase it's a more pronounced more dramatic effect and if you're a politician those are the people who will come out and vote you out of power right and those are the people that will you know go to the streets and those are the people that will create instability right and I think that nobody wants to see that level of instability, that level of pain. So historically, you do everything you can to fight inflation, right? Right, 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 which is what we're doing right now. Yeah, and we're we're like, it's, it's kind of like all hands on deck. The only thing that's a little bit strange is the market. It's like the market is eternally optimistic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And... Like the stock market, kind of like whatever you throw at it, it's like it's like getting 
beaten up and it's like no we're like the, like the charging forward still yeah it's like t3 yeah, yeah 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 exactly um so and that stock market is a bit of a like a bit of a barometer for the psychology or the kind of economic sentiment around the world the problem is is like and i've been doing a lot of reading lately about kind of parallels between now and the 1970s so when we talk about Jackson Hole, I'll give you some kind of fun little tidbits of information. But before you continue, because yeah. I'm I, I cannot go on any further without figuring out why it's called the Jackson High Five or so it has absolutely nothing to do with the Jackson Five. <laughs> like they may have played there at some point, but it has yeah. nothing to do with the Jackson Five. So the Jackson Hole is a physical place. A B C. It's easy as one, two, three. Yeah, it's in Wyoming. In okay, why, why that's, place, that's the only thing in Wyoming, by the way, probably. <laughs> it's like a ski spot, I, okay. I think. And like, okay, so listen, I know for sure it's fly, it's got fly fishing because in the 1970s, the chairman of the Federal Reserve in the United States was a guy named Paul Volcker. Okay. Claim to fame is the Volcker rule, which we can go into afterwards. So yeah. Paul Volcker chairman of the federal reserve was dealing with runaway inflation. So he came in at the end of the seventies, 79. And the whole period of the seventies was characterized by runaway inflation that nobody could kind of get, um, could tame. So the Kansas city fed, which hosts this event at Jackson hole figured, why don't we host an event? And invite Paul Paul Volcker to come and speak at our event. Okay, good idea. Where do we have it? Well, we know Paul Volcker likes fly fishing. Mm. So if we have it in Jackson Hole where there's excellent fly fishing, he will probably come. Interesting. Et voila, the event is created. So Paul Volcker goes to Jackson Hole, speaks about his plans to tame inflation. And sure enough, Paul Volcker through increasing interest rates and austerity, fiscal austerity, pulls back the runaway inflation, writes the economy. All is well at that point. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. And probably went fly fishing. I'm allowed to drink. It's in Mykonos and it's like 11 o'clock at night now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even if you were in Toronto, you're allowed to drink. It's 3.14 in the afternoon right now. These days, I feel like we're talking about the same thing over and over again, but there's so much to talk about. And it's the the biggest, you know, kind of thing out there. Like everybody's talking about the market and house prices and mortgage rates and, and interest rates and prime rate and all this stuff. Right. So um, TD came out with a um, with a report lately. That talks about, you know, they are expecting a 25 percent decrease in property values. Uh, you know, over the next, you know, period. So I don't know if you've read that. The the thing that I found interesting about, I like the way the report was written because it was like, it, it outlined like eight questions at the start of the report and then it kind of went on to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They say in the report that home prices rose 46% over the pandemic. So the decrease, right, the decrease in home prices is not even going to bring us back to the pre-pandemic pricing. Mm-hmm. 
I've kind of, unless it's like a really, really reputable source, like the Bank of Canada or Statistics Canada, and even then, you know, you got to hope that Bank of Canada has the best data. But I'm not sold on any of this. Listen, I think like the stuff that I look at, the data that I look at, the kind of leading indicators that I can gauge, right? The ratio of listings to sales, how many houses are hitting the market in Toronto, in the GTA, what's happening in kind of the suburbs of Toronto, the suburbs of Vancouver. From what I can see, some of this evidence is kind of almost anecdotal. Listen, Mm. home prices are dropping and are going to continue to drop. Okay. They will, I I believe they're going to go to levels below pre-pandemic levels. So TD is telling us they're not going to go to pre-pandemic levels. I just don't see how that's possible. Right. And I don't see like whoever made that claim, where are they getting it from? Right. There's so many variables to take into account when you make a call like that, right? right? TD's report focuses on immigration. So it says, you know what? Immigration's going to be strong. We're going to have so many people coming into Canada. We're not worried about it. But if you think about the number of variables that you need to have in order to make that call. Okay, right. so let's let's talk about that. What do you need to know? You need to know how high are interest rates going to go. Hmm. But you okay, so in order to know how how high are interest rates going to go, listen, everyone's got it wrong so far, yeah. including the the central bank governors. Like two years ago, Powell came out and said, "We're not worried about inflation. Pile on the stimulus." Tiff Macklin came out, central bank for or the Bank of Canada came out, and he was like. There is no issue with inflation. In fact, we'd like to see some inflation. And then Powell came out and said, we're starting to see inflation. We believe it's a good thing and it's transitory. At no point in that time would anyone expected interest rates are going to go up. Guess what? Inflation came. Inflation's here to stay. Inflation's are, in, 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 inflation's going to cause interest rates to go up. Right. How high are they going to go? Well, we don't know. It's dependent upon how inflation is. And we saw our first, neg- not negative, we first saw our first down reading for the month of July. In uh, a couple of weeks, we're going to get the reading for the month of August. If it's another down reading, well, then maybe then we can begin to predict where housing prices are going to go because we might have, an- we have another data point that we can use to predict what the central bank's going to do with interest rates. Right. But as it stands right now, TD issued a report saying housing prices are going to drop by 25%. That's predicated upon information that TD Bank was using to produce that report from a month ago. Right. We're going to have a new inflation piece coming in. Who knows if it took into account what Powell said at Jackson Hole? Who knows if it took into account what reading information, what information the Bank of Canada is seeing? So I just, I think you got to take all these reports with a grain of salt. And I think that, listen, they're producing these reports. They are the Canadian banks. You know, they see a lot of what's happening, but they also, and we spoke about this last time, Canadian banks are beholden to their shareholders and make no mistake. They want their shareholders to feel confident. They want their shareholders to feel like, oh, wow, my bank's really got its finger on the pulse. Yeah. TD produced a good report. It's advertising. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just 100%. like just like this is advertising for us. It is. It Only is. we admit we admit when we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
so listen, it's it's the interest rates are going up way faster than anyone had anticipated, including right. including the central bankers right. as a response to inflation, which shot up way faster. The only the only thing that kind of solves for higher interest rates when it comes to housing is immigration. Right. right? And that they cite that in that TD Bank report. They say, like, we think that, you know, increased um, immigration Population. is going to lead to, uh, yeah, it's going to lead to kind of stabilizing housing prices. Right, 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 right. And and this is a question I often ask you, especially these days, because, you know, it's, uh, it's turbulent out there, right? Uh, uh, what are you doing right now and what can our listeners do? Uh, to get ahead, to get ahead in the market. Like what, what, okay. is, what is the way to make money right now? Okay. This is what I want you to do. Okay. Now we have to somehow, there's gotta be some type of disclosure that I am not an investment representative. I'm not licensed to give advice. If Nick was here, he would like run onto the set and be yeah. like, hold on. Yeah. I, okay. So the first thing I'll tell you is, um, although you know, you, we've spoken about this before. You make money when you buy things. Mm-hmm. You also, it's very easy to lose money by trying to make too many moves when there's a lot of uncertainty. Right. So if you're kind of confident with your convictions, uh, put a lot of money behind it and make your move. Um, one, one move that I am definitely making right now i wouldn't say with like the utmost conviction is i am buying puts on the s&p and i'm doing them through an etf so there's an etf called um matt you want to pull it up yep it's the okay so there's a there's an etf that runs off of the s&p and you can, it, it kind of closely mimics the movement of the S&P. So today the S&P is down. The SPY will be down also. And you can buy puts on the SPY. So you can, a put is basically the ability to sell an equity on a specific day at a specific price. Conversely, a call is the ability to buy an equity on a specific day at a specific price. The fact that this ETF exists makes the market as a whole, so the S&P as a whole, it kind of turns it into an equity, turns it into a stock. So this gives me the ability to sell the S&P at a certain price at a certain date in the future. In this case, and this is one that I have purchased, Matt's going to put it up on the screen. I don't know whether it's there now or not, but it is a put on the S&P for October at 368. So it means that I believe that the S&P will trade lower than 3,680 by October of 2022. You can see it just went up a little bit by 25 cents. Anyways, that's not good. Um, no, it is good because I hold that, right? So I already own this instrument. Right. It trades on a daily basis. So as market sentiment sours, as people become, as the market drops, this will appreciate in value. Right. Oh, okay. In, you know, I don't, 
Yeah. So I will buy many different puts on this S&P and on different kind of market derivatives. Again, I should be really clear. Like I'm not an investment advisor. I'm a mortgage broker with an economics degree from 20 years ago. But um, I've, I, I mean, I buy and sell these options. So whenever the, the market is like overheating, like when it was above 4,000, 4,100, 4,200, it was like clocking away. I believed that it would come off of those peaks. So I would buy different, different put options on the S&P when they were trading cheaper than they are now. And then they appreciate, they increase in price as more and more people start to believe that we may be seeing more declines in the stock market. Right. This is what I would suggest, right? Like you're still probably holding a firm, right? A lot of it. Yeah. You're a mortgage broker. You know, you own real estate. If, if some of the bad things that could happen, happen, the market's going to drop a lot. Right. This isn't going to be where you make a ton of money. You're going to make some money, but, um, it's going to be something to kind of help you, um, contain some of the losses, hedge some of the other losses that you're going to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, like these, uh, SPY puts are kind of, you know, cheap and cheerful, fun ways to hedge the market. I'm not telling you, you know, jump into SPY puts as your full-time day trading job. I'm telling you that it's not a bad idea as a tool to kind of hedge your exposure to the market already. Right. The amount of bad things that could happen right now. I mean, we're in a period of time where like, there seems to be a lot of negative shit that could go down, right? Like we're in the middle of a war with Russia and the Ukraine. Um, the reason why I pick October is because I think that the gas problem for Europe, so Russia controls gas for Europe. Um, you need more gas in the wintertime than in the summertime. Right. And by the time October comes around, if they're still playing, which I think they are a game of chicken with supplying gas to Europe, that conflict will get worse. I think that we're going to also see, you know, a few more months of sustained either upticks in interest rates or maybe, you know, kind of we could see bad inflationary data. Um, I think that kind of like you give yourself a little bit of time. I always like to have things to look forward to. Right. Like, I don't know about you. Like, it's always nice to like look forward to a trip or like look forward to Christmas. I definitely look forward to a trip and I'm very excited about Christmas. I've been talking about this a lot lately. Right. Or you look forward to a business deal. Like I got a big deal closing. Oh, that's right. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or a dinner or like whatever it is you're looking forward or to or seeing you yeah or seeing you i was looking forward to seeing you today yeah too bad you're on a screen so right? you're always like listen you always look forward to seeing something well within the economy right now I, the economy is not looking forward to anything right the economy has no christmas time coming right now 
The economy has a possible conflict with China over Taiwan. The economy has, you know what the economy is looking forward to right now? We had jobs data got released out of the United States today. Jobs data were what they were expected to be. Do you know that the market would have probably popped if the jobs data was worse? And why is that? Think about that. Matt, you want to try to answer that? No. So I, 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 if the job data said that it was worse, it would have confirmed that we are in a recession. And But like, because right now, the only indications that saying like all the data coming in is like the job sector keeps on getting better and better. Right. Like that's the only indicator that says that we're not in a recession. But if we, like an indicator that's saying that we are would give at least uh, a repetition on the patterns in the past. So Matt could probably be like the chairman of the Federal Reserve of like Zimbabwe or somewhere. <laughs> but like still, still, because like he knows how to like blah, 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 without saying a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the worst like diss ever. Like you could be the chairman of the Federal Reserve for Zimbabwe. The people who You know man. Hey, we should probably bring the chairman of the Federal Reserve of Zimbabwe from the 90s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whoever was running it at any point in time because all they've had is inflation. I think in Zimbabwe like a liter of gas costs like 5 million of whatever their currency is. So Matt could literally be the chairman of the Federal Reserve of Zimbabwe with that answer. <laughs> because he said so much, but he said nothing at all. Matt, the, only, the, the only place where a dollar is worth a hundred trillion dollars. Whatever, Zimbabwean dollars, yeah. So the reason why is because if the jobs data came in worse than expected, Mm -hmm. then it would be one small reason why maybe the Federal Reserve might not increase interest rates so quickly right. or might on the horizon line indicate that rates were going to come off. Right. That's the only thing that matters right now to the market. Right. Interest rates. And the only thing I watch is interest rates. Mm hmm. And I am becoming more and more fearful that interest rates will be higher for longer every single time I read something. Right. And that makes me more and more fearful that real estate prices are going to be worse than we think, that equity prices are going to be worse than we think, that things are going to be worse than we think for longer. Right. The other problem we have, and I was watching an interview with Niall Ferguson, who is like a very accomplished writer and economist he sounds rich and niall ferguson i mean i don't know how i don't know how rich he is he's a fabulous writer i think i've mentioned him before he wrote this book that i read about the rothschilds oh yeah yeah and and like it was a great book it's but it was like he's a he's a researcher right and in the interview that he had today he said that a year ago, before the Russian-Ukraine con conflict, he was telling people that inflation was a problem and it needed to be addressed. But he thought that things could get tamed. Unless there was a war, the economy could probably right itself. And then there was a war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now, 
he's telling people that, you know, things could get bad. And he says that the first thing people say is like, is it going to be as bad as it was in the seventies? Remember we spoke about Paul Volcker at the beginning of this. Yeah. Yeah. To which he responds to which he responds. Who says it can't be worse than it was in the Mm seventies? Like you have to also understand, like we're kind of pre-programmed to know only what we know. Like what, what hard times do you know? What inflationary period do you know? You know, either what you've read about or studied or what you've lived. Right. Right. And comparatively speaking, it's hard to imagine something worse. Right. Kind of easy to imagine better because you always imagine better. Yeah. PMA. So that's why I'm pessimistic. Right. I'm pessimistic because there are a lot of like there's a lot of things not that that like that are bad coming like that could happen. And I don't see a whole lot of like amazing things on the horizon. Right. right? Like think about it today, the jobs data came out. Normally we'd be like, Oh my God, like Christmas time is coming. Like let's get the jobs data. Hopefully more people have jobs means the economy is doing well and things are going good. But now we're saying, Oh geez, I hope that jobs data is no good so that the interest rates don't go up too high because we know how damaging it's going to be for our economy. Right. We know how bad things are going to get. Right. So that's kind of scary. I like having things to look forward to. That was depressing. I'm a bit depressed. So let's bring things back to what I know best. I did Sorry, not just mean to quick, rhyme that. If just just quickly, if you're if you're depressed, okay. Follow your instincts. Right. If your instincts are telling you I mean, follow your instincts and also be well-informed. Right. <laughs> we spoke about that a little bit, right? Like instincts with knowledge and fortitude equals success. Right. Okay? Right. Personally, my instincts and my knowledge are telling me it's time to buy puts on the S&P. Right. right. My instincts are telling so me. So follow yours. My instincts are telling me to not buy any more affirm. I mean, I th- I think that's not a bad idea. I think that's not a bad idea. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get- remember. You could probably buy puts on a firm. Right. Yes. No. Totally. And if I did that, I would probably retire. I probably would have retired. Mm. Uh, I used to think that about my trading strategy. Like any time I was going to buy a stock, if I would have just bought the puts on the stock, I would have done better. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Wendy's? <laughs> no, I've. Block that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Okay. Um, and, and talk about mortgages a little bit. I wrote down here some of the questions I call, I, 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 I called around today. I talked to everyone at the office and I got some questions. Um, and we've already touched on some of these, right? Because, you know, uh, we try and, you know, touch on the market and there's some questions here, like how much is more is the primary going to go up by? You know, we touched on that and, and when is it going to come back down? Which are the two like biggest questions these days, right? Um, but I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, you know, and, and you've been talking about concern about like prime rate or rates going up. So are you still a fan of the variable rate? Like, is that, is that like, like what, what are you feeling like right now? Whatever's going to happen, I, I still very firmly believe whatever's going to happen is going to happen within the next year or two. Right. So I think it's going to be a bit of a wild ride for the next year or two. 
but I think that at the end of it, we're going to see rates come off. Right. And I, I tell you, like, I think so. I wish, I wish I would have said, take a fixed rate. Um, two years ago, a year ago for longer, for longer. We did. So say like, that. do you, if you remember, we did say that. I know. We were talking I know. About 10 year fixed there rates. was a, yeah, but there was a point where we pivoted. There's a point where we pivoted and we pivoted too quickly, I think. So yeah. like, and like, I get it. Listen, I believed that I, I felt that inflation was a bit more of a problem than what we were being told by the central banks, which is why we pivoted faster. Mm-hmm. Right. So I felt that the, Central banks were going to have to act quickly because inflation was creeping into the market. So I figured at that point, we should probably think about a fixed rate. So because we were a bit ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to use that kind of, oh, we're ahead of the curve. Let's get some of our clients into fixed rate mortgages. After that, after the information kind of was kind of more widely disseminated in the marketplace where everybody was like, rates are going up. At that point, I felt as though the fear of increasing interest rates and the fact that increasing interest rates cannot affect the, all of the input prices that create the inflation right now. Like the war is causing a lot of this inflation. The war in the Ukraine is causing inflation. Profit margins at a lot of the companies are causing inflation. That means that Companies have actually increased their prices to increase their profits, and that is causing inflation. There's a lot of things that the central bank cannot affect change on that are causing inflation. The central bank has one overarching lever, which is to push the brakes on the entire economy by affecting the cost of borrowing. And that's what they're doing. I... My belief was that when they started speaking to that and they started aggressively increasing interest rates and talking about interest rates, that some of the margins would shrink and that some of the commodity prices would be affected. And we're seeing some of it now. But I believe that because the general populace is getting behind the idea of the central bankers getting tough on inflation. We're going to see them continue to get tough on inflation. And because of how scary inflation is to central bankers and politicians, and I mean, society, nobody wants to make this mistake, Mm -hmm. right? Remember at the start of the show, I was saying they called Paul Volcker in to fix the mistake. Mm -hmm. Even Paul Volcker took him like, you know, 10 years to get it under control. Right. Um, so I wish, I wish I had said, I wish I had held firm on like stay fixed for this whole period of time. Um, I'm not going to tell people to take a fixed rate right now though. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I, you, you stay variable right now. Um, and you stay variable with an institution 
that lets you lock into a fixed rate when you need to, if you need to, if we see another red hot inflation number, or you take a two year, what's a two year fixed rate at right now? You're going to have to, or a three year. I'm not a whatever. Sure. Don't worry about it. Yeah. That's okay. I like that. I like that answer. Yeah. I'm not sure right now. Yeah, I like that answer. But listen, we're gonna see we're gonna see rates go up another point, probably point point and a quarter. I will tell you though that if you call into the office and you speak to me, what you can picture is a man sitting at his desk, deranged, looking at hundreds of rate sheets. So I will know when you call in. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. In his underwear eating Cheetos. <laughs> And, and as variable rates are rising, I've had a couple of clients ask me about this trigger rate or these trigger points, right? And I just, uh, just kind of wanted to bring that up for a second because it is something that, that people want to, you know, keep in mind, right? Because, you know, some of these banks like TD and, and CIBC, and when you get a mortgage there and you get a variable rate, and you locked you locked in, you know, uh, a year ago, thinking how great it was that your payment wasn't going to change. You know, I would I would get on top of something like that, right? Like that that's that's a lot of that I've I've heard that a lot lately too, right? So, if you are on a, a variable rate mortgage with a fixed payment, um, I, I would call your bank as soon as possible, or just you know make sure that you're 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 keeping tabs on how much of that payment is going towards principal. Because once that's at zero, I mean, you're going to have to do something about it, whether that be increase your monthly payment or make a lump sum against your mortgage, right? So, um, listen, I think, Justin, like the moral of the story um, in a kind of economic climate like this is there are so many variables at play into what's going to happen with housing prices. Right. So... When TD Bank comes out and says housing prices are going to drop by 25 base, 25%, but they were up 46%. And the reason why they're going to drop 25 and not more is because of immigration. And they release this report. It's too many variables. Right. Variables are changing too quickly. Right. And if you are the average Canadian homeowner with a mortgage, they are changing at light speed for you. Right. And you just, all you need to do to see how dramatic of an effect this is going to have is kind of like look to your left and look to your right. Mm -hmm. Everybody is telling you that we have a lot of savings and that the market's going to hold up and that there's immigration and that things are rosy. But the central bankers are telling you they're going to keep increasing the cost to borrow. They keep telling you the same thing. And it is starting to feel like a bit of a white knuckle ride. Right? We didn't expect rates to go this high. And right. they're going to go higher. And we didn't expect inflation to go this high. Central bankers didn't expect it to go this high. And if it goes higher, oh, so to think that some bank can produce a report and peg exactly where housing prices are going to land at this point, at this early in this, 
I'd bet against that. Right. And I do bet against that by buying puts on various instruments in the market. And I'm not an investment advisor. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Um, but I want, like, listen, I want, I want everybody to get rich, right? Like I want people to make money and I want them to feel comfortable. I really do. Yeah. And it started with like, just wanting people to like optimize their mortgage and not get taken advantage of by their banks. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of grown more into this thing where like, if I have an idea or if there's something that I'm doing to make money, I want to share it. I want to share it with people. Um, right now, I think it's uh, still stay at a variable rate mortgage. And um, bet that the market's going to be lower than where it is right now. Right. Not higher. I'm excited for our October 1st podcast. So oh, man. Yeah, that'd be worked fun. out. Yeah, we can do like, a, yeah. where are the puts now? Where's the put now? You can take that out as well. I mean, if the market drops, if the market drops a lot, I might sell those puts before October, right? Right, right. right, right. Hey, guys, I know this was a little bit depressing, but like we said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So to keep track of that light, hit subscribe, hit like, comment, drop us a question, do whatever you want to do to get in touch. Give us a shout. Until next week.